Welcome to another episode of the Solo Somewhere podcast. I am your host, Savannah, full-time solo traveler and content creator, SLC Travels. I have created this podcast to help inspire you guys to get out and see the world, stop waiting for others, do it on your own terms. Through a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews, I am going to be sharing solo travel tips, my past experiences with solo travel, and just inspiring you guys to get out there and finally do it. On today's episode, I am going to dive into the different ways that you can meet people on solo trips, because I think the number one solo travel myth is that it's lonely and you're alone the entire time. And I know how that might seem like it is true on the outside looking in, but I can tell you from my past experiences and from everyone that I've ever met that solo travels, you are not alone on solo trips. And if anything, I find that it's easier to meet people on solo trips as opposed to going with friends or family because oftentimes when you go with them, although those trips are awesome and amazing in a different way, I feel like oftentimes you tend to be more with your group, not really wanting to socialize with other people just because you already have your group and your friends. Whereas on solo trips, you're by yourself and Sometimes you're craving that socialization and you go out of your comfort zone a little bit more or you strike up conversations with people you normally wouldn't if you were with a group of people. And I think that's definitely something people don't think about when they think of solo travel. So although I already said that it's super easy to meet people on your solo trips, there's definitely ways that you can make it easier, right? So I have kind of divided it into the different ways that I have actually met people on solo trips and I want to get into each way that you can do it on your next solo trip so that hopefully this will save you kind of the headache of stressing about it and stressing that you're going to be alone all the time so now you will know these ways so that you can implement it going into your first solo trip. So you're like, okay, well, Savannah said that I can meet people doing this way. So when I go on my solo trip, you'll be more aware of it and it'll be easier for you. So as always, I like to talk a little bit about where I am in the world right now. So I'm currently in Washington, DC. If you guys don't know, that is my home base. So I'm back home for a little bit, which it's really, really nice because I've had kind of a crazy past few months, past few weeks of travel, and although I love it and I wouldn't want to be doing anything else in the world, it's always nice, as I'm sure you guys know as well, to just be back home, chill, get back into a routine a little bit, and it's just, it's nice to be home for right now. So that's where I am. I have a trip actually coming up in a week, although it's not, it's a half work trip, half fun trip. I actually surprised my boyfriend, Nate, with a trip to Disney World in Orlando for his birthday, and that is going, we're going to go be doing that next weekend, so I'm excited about that. So it's have fun, as in it's for him, have fun, enjoy, but I actually got a hotel collaboration while we're there, so that's where the half work part comes in, because although I love working with hotels so much and being able to stay in amazing places, it is work. So 50-50, but it's going to be really awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. So wherever you are in the world right now, thank you for joining me here on today's episode. And let's dive into ways you can meet people on your solo trips. 
So I'm going to first talk about the way that's, I think, the easiest way to do it and the easiest way to meet a lot of different people, and that is hostels. So when you think of a hostel, what do you think about? You think about shared rooms with 10 plus other people in the room, girls, boys, everyone. So you're constantly surrounded by people. It is true. There is essentially no way if you stay at a hostel where you will not meet someone. And that's just, that's facts. Unless you are just someone who doesn't want to talk and just sits in your bed the entire time. Which, if you are traveling on your own, you're not someone like that. So, it is so easy to meet people by staying in hostels. This is the number one way I've done it. I've met people from literally all over the world. That's the also really, really cool thing is... Especially if you're going to a foreign country and solo traveling, you are going to meet people in hostels from halfway across the world. I'm from the U.S., as you guys I'm sure know, and when I was in Greece solo traveling and staying at a hostel for, I stayed at the one hostel for literally a month, volunteering, and I literally, I'm so shocked by this still. I met probably two other people that were from the U.S., only two. Which in Greece, like, I was shocked by that. But it's it's cool because when you're in the U.S., when you're in your day-to-day life, think about how many people you meet from different countries. Essentially none. Maybe one on a good day. You know what I mean? So it's really cool to have your life for the time being when you're traveling to be surrounded by people from different cultures, speak different languages, grew up in a completely different background, different setting, different environment. It is really honestly refreshing to kind of get those different life aspects and meet different people. And staying in hostels, I think, is the number one way to do it. Because even if you're someone who is a little uncomfortable with speaking up and being the first one to start a conversation, I guarantee there's another person that were in that room that is the one that likes to start the conversation. So it's really effortless to even spark that first conversation with someone. But if you are looking for a way to do it, a super easy way is just turn to the person in the bunk next to you and be like, oh, so hey, where are you from? Literally, that's it. That's all you have to first say. And it'll start a conversation. It'll start you both talking about why you're there, how long you're there, where you're going to be going. And if you want, you could even talk about a day trip the next day or something. And it's that easy, guys. It seriously is. So my number number one advice is if you are someone who is wanting to meet new people on solo trips, stay in a hostel. And number two way to do it would be take group tours. So what does this mean or what can this kind of look like? There are lots of group tours. You can find them on Get Your Guide or by simply just typing in your destination and group tours. And what this is, is you will then be on a tour in a small group, probably 10 people, depending on what kind of tour it is. But you will be with other people exploring this new place. So that's a great opportunity to meet others that are in the same location as you, going on the same adventure, similar interests, and that's just another way that you can spark up conversations and meet people that way as well. A lot of times there will also be other solo travelers that are doing this, other people that wanted to go on a tour but not by themselves, so 
this is also just another good option to have. I did this actually, I've gone on a few group tours, but the one in particular that comes to mind for me is a group hike, which is a little bit different, but in certain destinations, it is recommended to go with a group on hikes if it's not super safe to do it on your own. So for me, this was a group hike in Guatemala, which if you ever travel to Guatemala, it is not recommended to do hikes on your own. So just keep that in mind. But this was a group hike to Vulcan Acatenago, the active volcano there. And it was a big group, actually. There was probably like, I want to say 30 of us that were going. But since there was more people, there was more people that had different interests, some that I could relate to. Some people were in bigger groups, so there was like five of them already in a group. Some people were solo, some people were a couple, so there was a lot of diversity within the big group, and I thought that was really awesome because, once again, there was people from all over the world, but there was some people also from the U.S., so I had a good mixture of people that I can relate a little bit more to and other people that, that I can learn from or just have a very different background than I did. So I thought that was really cool, and I actually I clicked really well with this one girl who, she actually was from the U.S., but we were both solo, and we just kind of clicked together during the group tour, and it was an overnight tour, so it was just nice to have someone for both of us, because then she had someone, I had someone, and it was just good, and it was a really awesome way to meet people that I probably would not have, especially if I did that tour or that hike on my own. Like, of course, I wouldn't have met these people, so that is just a really nice opportunity for you as well. Now this next way, it's kind of funny, it's meeting people on public transportation, which this means literally talking to strangers, what your parents tell you not to do, but sometimes it can be great. I have actually met, you would be surprised, I have met a lot of people this way, and it's really random, and it's of course just being in the right place at the right time with that person, but it's kind of awesome. I have met someone in an underground in Athens. I have met someone on a train in London. I have met someone on a bus in Greece. Like, just random things, but what I've noticed is like, it almost is fate, because it's usually when the person is also in a similar situation for you. For example, on the bus in Greece, I was at this bus station. It was super early in the morning and it was going from the city center to the airport. So of course I'm like stressing about my flight. I wanna make my flight because it was my flight to go home. So all the way back to the US, gotta make that. And it was really early in the morning, like I said, so there wasn't a ton of people out and about. And I thought I knew what the bus stop was. So I thought I was in the right place but there was literally no times posted for the buses at all. And someone, one of the locals had told me it was at 6 a.m. I don't remember exactly what it was, but say it was 6 a.m. So I got there expecting for there to be a 6 a.m. bus. Bus never came at 6 a.m. Like, uh, okay, maybe it's just a few minutes behind, whatever. 15 minutes later, didn't come. Like, okay, well maybe the schedule is wrong. So it just kept getting later and later. And this person was also sitting there and she had luggage as well. So I figured she's going to the airport too. So we just got to talking and I asked her like, do you know when the bus is coming? Literally just started the conversation that way because she was in a 
what seemed like a similar situation as I was. And so we got to talking. She actually was from Greece, so she knew the schedule was a little bit better than I did, but she was still confused why it wasn't there. Whatever. It ended up coming. I got to the airport on time, but it was cool because I made a friend out of it. We literally talked the entire bus ride to the airport. She was a super interesting person. She worked as a scientist and comes to the Crete island that I was on like every six weeks and lives there for like a month and it was just so interesting to hear her life story. Even though we were just happened to be on the same bus for 20 minutes to the airport, it's just it's really cool to meet people randomly that way. So, although I do agree with your parents not to talk to strangers because it can be sketchy, of course, you know what each situation is. Always trust your gut if you feel like this person is a little off that's talking to you or is trying to pull something. Trust your gut and avoid the situation. Get out of it. But if it's just someone that you see that seems to be in a similar situation as you, maybe they're a similar age, Go for it. Strike up a conversation. It could lead to something really great. Another amazing way to meet people is, and actually I think this is probably like, this is probably like the number two way that I've made the most amount of people, if that makes sense, (laughs) but it is volunteering, specifically through World Packers, at least that's who I volunteered with from in the past. Now, how can you meet people while volunteering? Well, In my situation, I stayed at a hostel. I volunteered at a hostel with three other volunteers. Now, you're living in a hostel with these people for at least a month. Obviously, you're going to start to get to know them. You have no choice, really, but it is an amazing way to meet people. Not just people from all over the world, but also locals of that place that you're volunteering in because I became really close with the owners of the hostel. I became really close with the other volunteers. It almost felt like I had a little home while I was volunteering. Now this was in Greece. So, and being so close with the people who owned the hostels, they were locals um, on this Greek island of Crete. So they are obviously know their way around the city and it almost made me feel like I was a local in a way. Because living there for an entire month, you become very familiar with the place. You know the best places to go, best places to eat at, because you hear it straight from the locals. And it's a really awesome way not only to travel, but like I said, meeting people. Because you are living with these new people, you are going to become friends. The two, well, three girls that I volunteered with. I actually still talk to all of them, not on a regular basis, but sometimes we'll chat. So, like, these are people that I've met only because I volunteered. If I didn't do that volunteering experience, I would never have met these people my entire life. One was from the UK, one was from Germany, one was from Switzerland, and I'm from the US. So, like, we would never have met if it wasn't for this opportunity. And now they're still my friends. And it's really, really awesome. On World Packers specifically, there's actually a bunch of different volunteering options that you could do. I'm gonna pull it up here and read off to you the different ways that you could volunteer actually, because I have done two experiences with them now. One was like I was just talking about at the hostel. So my work was reception and housekeeping. It was really easy, but it was really nice to help out a local 
business. And then the other way that I volunteered was completely different. It was actually doing social media and content creation for the hostel. Different hostel. This one was in Guatemala. But that's just kind of showing you the diversity of different things you can do on World Packers and different ways that you can help. So I have it pulled up here now. So one way it said welcoming and helping guests. That's the way that I did the housekeeping and reception. Another way you can help is building and hands-on chores. So if people have like a building project or they're painting a house or something like that, you can help that way. You can teach English. You can do communication and marketing. You can do kitchen and bar tasks, improving websites, social work, animal care, teaching sports, and the list goes on. So this is just all to say how diverse your World Packers experience could be. Because I think when people just think of volunteering, at least before I looked into it at all, I just thought it was probably more social work or teaching English and that's kind of it. I didn't realize until I did more research and went on these experiences that there's so many ways and different websites out there where you can help give back to people and have an amazing experience for yourself. So I would definitely recommend World Packers. Like I said, I've met so many amazing people by doing that and if you want to sign up I do actually have a promo code it's SLC travels no spaces all caps and that'll get you ten dollars off your membership just if you ever want to look into that that is an amazing way to meet people as well and an amazing way to travel so the last way that you can meet people on solo trips that I want to talk about of course there's infinite other ways that you can do it but the last way I want to talk about that I have done personally is solo travel apps. Now, what does this mean? This means there are apps out there and websites that are specifically designed to help you meet friends or meet other people that are traveling to the same destination as you, which blew my mind. I didn't know about this the first time that I solo traveled, but I do now, and it is so cool. I want to talk about a few of the different websites that you guys can look into because they're seriously awesome. And if you are concerned about solo traveling or meeting people solo traveling, this is actually something you can do before even going on your trip. You can download one of these websites and look into people that are traveling to the same destination at the same time as you. So the first one is Bumble BFF. So you guys are probably familiar with Bumble, but... There's actually a BFF side, so that's specifically just for meeting friends. So you could turn on your location. This is more of like when you are at the destination. So say you're traveling to Antigua, Guatemala. When you get there, you can turn on your location to Antigua, and you can see who else is in the area. So that's one way. Another way that's kind of similar to that is backpacker.org, which their description is like, Tinder, but for solo travelers, I'm going to read to you guys their description on their website here. It says, whether you're traveling solo or in a group, Backpacker is a great way to meet nearby travelers. Browse through numerous profiles and message the the people you want to meet. Grab a beer, see the sites. It's up to you. The opportunities are endless. So that's another little community there that you can hop on and meet people that are in the same location. Another great app that actually I think might be the most common is the Solo Traveler app. This is widely trusted by solo travelers. It's been featured on the Washington Post, Travel and Leisure, Lonely Planet, other stuff. 
And it's a social network specifically for solo travelers and backpackers. You can get it on Apple and Google, but it lets you connect with other solo travelers in your city in real time. But not only that, there's actually ways where you can see different itineraries and backpacking destinations near you. So maybe there's something that you hadn't even heard of, but people just traveled there and they put it on to the website. So this one's cool. Like I said, it's widely trusted because it's specifically for solo travelers. So everyone on the platform is going to be a solo traveler. So I definitely recommend checking out those if you're someone who is feeling a little nervous about going because you are social and you want to have that social interaction. These are definitely great ways that you can meet people on solo trips. I also want to mention that I think there's a difference between being alone on a solo trip on a solo trip and loneliness. I think you need to be alone for some part of your solo trip just to get the full experience because solo travel can be so empowering and I think you need to have that alone time with yourself just to learn more about yourself but of course don't want you to feel lonely so there are ways you can meet people. I just think you need to find that balance between being alone and being with people on your solo trip and you guys know yourself the best and you know and you'll know what is best for you. And from my personal experience of have I ever felt lonely on a solo trip? My answer is no, but I have felt homesick. I think there's a difference between that as well. I honestly don't think anyone has ever felt lonely on a solo trip just because there are ways that you can meet people, but it is totally normal to miss your friends and your family back home. So when I'm solo traveling for like a month at a time, of course there are times where I'm gonna miss my boyfriend. Of course there are times where I'm gonna miss my pets at home. So yes, I might get homesick from time to time, but I'm honestly never, I've never felt lonely. Because there are, like I said, ways that you can meet people and staying at a hostel especially, you're constantly surrounded by people. So it's, you really won't feel lonely, I promise. So that is all for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I was able to provide some insights and maybe ease your mind a little bit on the myth that solo travel is lonely and that you're alone because like I've said so many times in this episode, you will not be, I promise. So if you guys liked today's episode, please make sure to leave a review on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this from. And until next time, keep exploring.